Hey friends, a few upcoming dates to tell you about. January 24th and 25th, I'll be in Utah at Wise Guys. That's at Jordan Landing. TJ, that same weekend, will be at Laugh Out Loud Comedy Club in San Antonio. We will both be performing at the Irvine Improv, February 14th through 17th, so bring a date. I'll be headlining at the Liberty Township Funny Bone in Cincinnati, February 27th and March 1st. That's a Thursday and a Sunday. TJ and I will be together at that same club over the weekend, Friday and Saturday. One other date to mention, I'll be headlining at Rooster Teeth Feathers in Sunnyvale, March 5th through 8th. So come on out and say hello. We always love meeting you. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. I'm on a bus. I'm on a bus, a Greyhound bus. (laughs) From Cleveland to Detroit. And I ran into none other than T.J. Miller. We have to be honest from the get-go. This... I would not let Cash take a bus. I just, I couldn't. The amount that we talk about how difficult the travel, the is. travel is, I just was not going to allow that. Well, this morning was truly t- a clusterfuck. Tell the whole story, because look, I, you were gonna, um, you were gonna fly from Cleveland to Detroit, which is equally ludicrous. That's like flying from. It's pretty ludicrous. Burbank to I LAX. Mean, you know, it's okay, a, it's one of those flights that's thirty-five minutes. So the and, joke I about thought, those, and I had thought that the you joke were about those be, is like going from yeah. Chicago. My sketch group used to have a joke about going from Chicago to, um, going from Chicago to uh, from Midway to uh, O'Hare. Yeah. So and that's kind of what those flights feel like, right? You know, Dulles to Reagan. Well, why bother with the security and everything? So but I yeah, had thought spend, I had thought we were just going to get a car. The so when is, I found out you the were pilot, flying, will say like, "Okay, flight attendants, prepare for uh, ascent. Uh, we're going to be in the air for about twenty-five minutes, and uh, we're going to get to a cruising altitude of uh, about uh, fifteen. Oh, all right, flight attendants, prepare for descent. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way. Don't you think yeah, there should tray be... Tray tables up. We're going to turn off the seatbelt sign. Oh, we're turning the seatbelt sign back on. Uh, if you want to get up and stretch your legs and maybe use the bat, no. Get back in your seats. Seatbelt sign is on. And we are landing now. And I, yeah. let me Let me let me just say something here. Don't you think there should be a section of the airplane where those of us that travel a lot don't have to listen to the preamble? That's part of what's driving me crazy about flying, is listening to the preamble over and over again. It's driving me nuts. And by the way, if you do think of some funny things to say on the flight, uh, if you're an airline attendant, I really take umbrage with them getting an applause break at the end of the flight as a comedian. It, it just burns me, like <laughs> how hard we work but to that, get people to applaud. But they did. They don't. But they've got these set jokes that they were. But they went the extra mile. You know, so many of these flights. Like uh, this last flight when we got to Cleveland, they're like, and we're uh, we're in Cleveland, and I'll be the first one to say I'm sorry. That's funny. It's not a bad joke, but it's fish in a barrel. It's people on a plane. That's the same as fish in a barrel. It's a captive audience. It's a captive audience. It is funny. It burns me how much love they get. But I like it when they. They get something that's really good because, you know, even if you open with, and we are headed to uh, Portland, Oregon, and if you're not uh, planning on going to Portland, I'd say get off the plane now. Right, just, yeah. There's just something funny to me about that, but I'll or, never... But I can write the jokes right now uh, and but, grab all your luggage unless it's something I would enjoy later. You know, something <laughs> like, I mean, like, we can write these jokes. It'd be an easy... Why are we even doing stand-up? We should have been on an airplane no, telling jokes I, to complete I'll never hostage. forget. I took... It yeah. might have been a Southwest flight, but I don't think it was. I think it was some other airline. And they were really funny. I mean, the whole crew had sort of... They were all working off of each other, and it was yeah. it was really funny. You know, it's like kind of 
But do you agree? Look around, that- you find your nearest exit uh, exit sign, and uh, why not see where the farthest <laughs> exit sign is from you? Right. I mean, they had some good ones. But do you they agree that they? Killers. But uh, the preamble. I'm so tired of the preamble. When I'm trying to sleep, and they're talking. Oh no, to me. I would definitely not. And I can't believe that we have to hear that this is a non-smoking flight. I know. Again. I mean, I that know. is. People haven't been smoking in. They smoke at the Schwitz. Yeah. But they haven't been smoking uh, in planes since the 1960s. In what world? Or, in what world I mean, is how somebody long lighting is this, up? Yeah. Is, how long is this going to go on for? Uh, so, in any event, uh, so we were going to... So I decided, I said, well, TJ's going to fly. And uh, the flights are now, I don't know, $400 almost if I was going to fly with them. So I said, well, I'll just, I'll just take a bus. I don't mind taking a bus. $23 for a bus from uh, Cleveland to Detroit. I figured, no big deal. And you well, but we talked, did not want me on the bus. No, we talked about it. It's you know, I'm thinking. I know that you're a you're of a smaller frame than I am, but there just is a component where you can't pull over to stretch your legs. You can't. You know, you're on with other people. I one time was in a bus seated near the restroom, and it was just. 40 minutes of farts. I mean, I hate to be crass, but it was just a 40-minute fart fest. And I just, I, I just don't think that's a good way to spend... I don't mind the bus that much, but, I mean, I'd rather do this. Turns out we've... No, I think it's great. We're, we're, we're with a professional driver, Professional Alex. driver. It's, it but, okay, a, so, so the professional driver nice, came... It's a nice, relaxed... Uh, <laughs> Approach to getting to Detroit. We have two shows tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's not as if most people only do one show on a Sunday. <laughs> We're doing two sold-out shows in Detroit. We just finished two shows last night. Two shows the night before. Thursday, a show, but also press in the morning, and Wednesday, a full flight. I mean, it's right. just, so it's brutal juice. It's brutal juice. It's the juicy brutality. But here's the thing. Um, so like we get up this morning. juicy brutality. And TJ called, a, or TJ's travel agent called and got a car. And then the, the comedy club got us a car. So there are two cars at the hotel. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Dusty Travel last night, I said, you know, we need a car and we've got to get to Detroit by a certain time. But the club, she went to sleep and the club arranged a car. And then this morning I woke up and yeah, the travel agent said, Well, I called you at eight fifteen. When when is anyone getting up yeah. on Sunday at eight fifteen? In what much world less, do people get up much, at eight fifteen? In what world do you work until what am I, two AM? Stockbroker? It's insanity. Wait, it's working on the railroad? It's what am I up at eight fifteen for? Well, I mean I just can't I work you know, with the VIP meet and greets, you're working till two in the morning. It's just so she called, couldn't reach me, but wanted to make sure that there was a car. So she booked a car. So yeah, two black cars showed up, and it was a real cluster F. But luckily, we went with the better service, and uh, the club was able to cancel there. But it's, you know, Cash was saying that's vintage T.J. Miller because... <laughs> vintage T.J., that there's two cars. It is classic that I would try and just make things easier and then made it... <laughs> Twice as hard. Well, and then you left all your stuff at the comedy club, and the, you, you, it well, wouldn't. They weren't back, sure if it was I mean, going to be hate, open or not. I hate to refer to myself like that, but you know, when you're a prop comedian, when you're Kira Top's cousin by marriage, it's a lot to you know. You work all weekend. It's a lot to take a trombone and a suitcase with a ventriloquist dummy and a box of hot sauce, and it's just. <laughs> I'm kind of this ridiculous one-man walking circus. It's unwieldy. It's unwieldy. So it's I, unwieldy. I just had to leave it at the yeah. So in the morning, and then it was a Browns game, and so you know the traffic was crazy, and there's so many people in the street. But we were talking about that this a little bit earlier, which is I sort of Alex, our driver, and I kind of I said, oh, I forgot it was a Sunday. Um, you know, uh, I I didn't even realize there was a game. And he said, "Oh yeah, me too," because uh, and I said, "Who's playing who?" And he goes, two not very good teams." And so, it yeah, is true. So the, so the Miami Dolphins—they're I think one in ten—are <laughs> facing the Cleveland Browns, and people have flown from Miami yeah, at our hotel. There their were reward Miami is to fans. get to Cleveland, but I didn't even say thirty that. degree weather to go see their team. The one in ten Dolphins play the Cleveland. <laughs> 
uh, but I Browns. wasn't even talking about people from Miami. I love sports, but there's a level of like maybe we shouldn't do that trip. And what I maybe was, we should just we live in Miami. <laughs> I was talking about uh, people from outside of Cleveland. So I was oh, saying, okay. you know, people came in from Youngstown, okay, from okay. Akron, yeah. And you did make the point that no people flew from the southernmost point in the United States, yeah, to Cleveland to watch. Possibly the Browns beat up on the Dolphins. How do you circle that game on your schedule? You know that Sunday, that Sunday. Uh, uh, wait, who, is it, is it, he said it's the what? The Bengals. The Bengals? No, they're not playing the Bengals. I know, uh, the so drivers. I know, the drivers asking us so about little, the Bengals. No, no, no. He was saying I think that they're playing the Bengals. No, they're playing the the Dolphins. I know. So I know. Let me check. Really? Let me well, check. I, I think the Bengals. I know so are little about sports that he said the Bengals, and I told. Uh, wait, you might be right. I told. Uh, uh, I told. This Cash whole joke so I is. Guess they're, I guess they're playing. The no, they're playing Miami. They're playing Miami. Yeah, and right now the game's twenty-one nothing. Cleveland's beating Miami twenty-one nothing. Because I put down some money on that one. I didn't even and, know uh, that the Bengals were a team. That's how little I know about. I actually do bets. I do bets every. You know, the Bengals were a team. I thought that was an animal at the zoo. No, no, no. I, I, the, a bangle is something that a woman wears on her ear that is a clip on and my, sort of dangles. Yeah, hanging and bangling. Hanging and bangling. and bangling. My favorite uh, part of the week was the the manager of the comedy club telling me about football, and he was like. Have we talked about this on the pod? I was talking about no, it on no, stage. No, the battery. He was like, yeah, he was like, you know, it's just the pussification of football. <laughs> it's just become pussified. I'm like, really? What do you mean? Because I still think these guys seem pretty tough to me. They're uh, generally usually in concussion protocol. Yeah, uh, right. At least once a game, someone actually is carted off the field. There's no other sport where every single game an actual truck comes out on the field and someone that might be paralyzed is carted off the field. I think these are very tough athletes. And uh, right. I actually not only admire how tough they are, but I I feel like there's no... I don't know what the pussification of something really means, but I feel like these guys are as tough as I've ever been. And he was like, man, back in the day, we used to be in the dog pound. Do you know what the dog pound is? I'm like, yeah, I remember hearing I about do it. Remember that, He's like, yeah. I mean, we used to sit in the end zone, and, we, and our pockets were filled with batteries, and we would fucking pelt the players with batteries, man. We'd be pelting with batteries, and I'm like, and that was a that was a good thing. Yeah. That was a <laughs> that was a positive. You missed those days, who, those halcyon who days went, of, who wants of to glory. Enter a sport like when, where you're going. And occasionally, uh, people whip batteries at me. Yeah. Also, by the way, we're uh, we're rolling through Toledo, Ohio. Oh my yeah. Right place now, in the we're going States over the. Right this is my first time here. And, uh, I always wanted to see Toledo. Toledo. You'll do better here. Toledo is their slogan. Actually, there was a there was a sign I just uh, saw. the The slogan is "Go around." <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Toledo, go around it. <laughs> I can see right now, um, like East Cleveland, I can see more boarded up windows than windows. And Toledo, they say that it's holy Toledo because they have the most number of churches. I think it's because so often if you live here, you're like, holy shit. I ended <laughs> holy up in Schmitz. Toledo. Right, holy schwitz. So they got it. They had to just change it to holy Toledo. I mean, this is really. <laughs> I live in the worst place in America. It's a tough one. They know it too. You know, I tease them, but oh, when it's... I was here, I, I, I think I said to one audience, I said, um, how do you um, I said so do you guys like living in Toledo no one answered except one guy yelled out no <laughs> and uh, that's a that's a pretty good indication of what's going on here I in Toledo I looked up Ohio. things to do in Toledo top 10 things to do on TripAdvisor number one was leave classic classic vintage Folks, cash levy vintage cash levy probably done that joke three times on the pod and another <laughs> six on uh, morning radio morning radio dance and word bird contest coming up in half an hour maybe i'll call you 106 Turn point the nothing the radio the <laughs> <laughs> it's a dance sensation that's creating a conflagration across the nation it's time for the holy toledo <laughs> 
You move your feet in one direction to try and leave the city. Jumping, snapping bingo. John, Paul, George, and Ringo. Coming up to you on 10.7. We've got cranes, planes, and automobiles to get you out of Toledo. The wild crane on 102.7. 101.11, the Toledo. <laughs> 101010101 the one yeah. the one 101010 that you're going to be listening to till this time one. tomorrow we've got a non-stop one block knock, that's going to rock and your cock off and get ready for 101's one at the hour where we play Take one your- single song <laughs> Non-stop for 24 hours. Take out your cock, because we got a box for it. <laughs> Let's get ready, because you're going to be doing the Holy Toledo all day long for 24 hours of a non-stop cock block rock. Uh, rock block. We're doing a cock block rock block. Non-stop one song. We're going to and- block your cock with some rock. <laughs> Dancing word bird contest. Coming up in half an hour, maybe I'll call you. Word bird. <laughs> Remember, if we play 15 at the top of the hour and you're the ninth caller, you're making $15,000. <laughs> but also remember, I just said we'll be playing one song nonstop on 101.1, the one. Time to turn up the sound and stomp on the ground. It is oh, yeah. literally impossible to win the $15,000. <laughs> I've actually already spent it. <clears throat> On posters of other places than Toledo. 101.1, the Kroger. <laughs> the Kroger Rock. Sponsored the, by God and Kroger. Yeah. All these. Oh, I, I thought our experience in Cleveland was really, uh, really good, especially this time. Yeah, good. Well, okay, so wait, one other thing about this. I don't know if that's like. I don't know if the players should be you know, vilified for not being as tough as they used to be because they don't have to endure being pelted with, uh, with batteries. Were they throwing batteries at their own team? I don't know. Yeah, probably, yeah, if they were doing poorly. Yeah, that's great. I would love that. I'd love any job where if my performance wasn't up to par, I'd get <laughs> two T batteries. batteries and a double A to the head. That seems yeah, Those were the good old days. I can see why you missed that. He's like, we used to have cargo. Po- we have cargo pockets filled with with batteries. I'm like, really? That seems expensive. The, uh, the owner, I mean, though, I, also to be fair, gifted me and is going to gift uh, Cash Levy. And it was it was really. Uh, I was. He's awesome a great guy. guy. He's his foot is either near his mouth or all the way in his <laughs> mouth quite often. But uh, but he, he gifted me a a Louisville slug and a maple bat. It's a maple bow, which is, and I knew, you gotta get it, you gotta hand it to me. I picked up the bat, I go, I think this is a size 33 maple, and I was correct. And you were and right. I found on. out later I was right. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's engraved. It's the most, it I think it's my the name, most. the club's name. And I, but on the back, this is the same guy that said, we used to pelt them with batteries, right? <laughs> yeah. On the back of the bat, it says, uh, for Kate when you're acting up, your friend yeah. Nick. So he, he gifted me a bat, not for baseball. But for my wife to beat me mercilessly when I get out of line. I got to be honest with you. I don't. We got a nonstop beating coming up next on 109 point the beat. (laughs) 10.7, the smackdown. It's smacker. I'm Daddy Longlegs. Come listen to some rock. Donate your boat and pull out your cock. The boat boat. (laughs) Uh, There's very few times that I feel jealous of people because I'm usually just. I, I genuinely, with my friends, are fairly happy for them when good things happen. Uh, jealousy is not an emotion I like to to really entertain. Give, entertain. It's not. It's one of the worst emotions humans have. But I'd say the most envious I've been of you and the career you've had was when you received that bat. Well, I, I, that bat is awesome. I'll I say, would put that bat on my wall. It's got a, like a hilarities sort of insignia in it. It also has a yeah, little yeah. A hat uh, on it that's sort and of it's stenciled the, in. And it's the Cleveland colors. It's really it's beautiful. Colors, it's a beautiful bat. Um, um, I, I will say though that my kids are really like freak. They're really like, like why don't they have bat day at the ba- at the baseball stadium anymore? Because I told them you used to have bat day where you actually show up and they give you a bat yeah. at the stadium. And there's a real reason for it. Uh, people, I think, became more violent than they used to be. And there were bad days where people would beat on each other with the bats. You can't give people it's weapons. It's either bats give away- or batteries on 106 <laughs> point whip, the whippersnapper. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really thought about this. I would have given you the bat if it wasn't engraved 
with my name and to Kate. Really to Kate. Yeah. I would. I, no, I no, would no. Give you that I, you got to keep course. that. It's got your name on it. But um, you know, you put it. People put it on their mantle. People put it. That, that would just be so bizarre. That's special. The most special gifts I've gotten in the last like two or three years are you know are actually podcast related. Uh, you gave me a pretty awesome ladle. High-end ladle. High-end ladle. It was taken from a, uh, probably a maple tree. Handcrafted. Handcrafted. And uh, it's so great we don't, you know, we we don't eat a lot of things that we need ladles for at my house. Well, I'll we drink, really... I drink gravy in the morning. That's been, that's my, your, yeah. that's been my morning. It's your pick-me-up. It's my uh, morning gravy time. I've time got, for the I've gravy been... pick-me-up. <laughs> With an entire rock block of gravy, gravy, it. gravy not, classics. It's nonstop gravy on 102.2, The Gravy Boat. The gravy. There's, uh, ah, ah, that is so fun to do the radio voice. But the, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I sip gravy in the morning. I've got a, I've got a, a, a mug that says, don't talk to me until I've had my gravy. So I, I use that quite a bit. And I've it's got It's maple a, face and gronky in the morning. <laughs> Maple face and gronky in the morning. On one two one oh two point seven gravy point boat. The gravy boat. The gravy boat. Uh I definitely um I definitely gotta have my gravy. You know what I mean? So okay, so I came up with some more uh things that you learn about how to treat women. We've got one that says uh I've got a shirt that says uh um Is it Friday yet? Because I can't stop drinking gravy in the morning. <laughs> so I'm selling those on the internets, and I'm pretty okay. So about here's that. some other things you should do, and you can learn everything you need to know about how to treat women on the Hallmark Channel. So I was thinking well, about yeah, it while you were on stage theory, yesterday. Yeah. Uh, here's some things that you need to know that you want if you want to make a woman love you. This these are a, some of the great ways. This is a cash levy theory, and it's directly from a yep. bit that he stole from me. That's right. Joke while you were sleeping, without. Any remorse while you were sleeping, which is a classic movie from 1992. 10.6, the joke thief. <laughs> um, take her to a, a rotating restaurant. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's, uh, that's always, always a winner. winner. That's never going right. to be a loser. Now tell me how many of these you've done. Okay. Okay. Well, you got to do the central questions restaurant. of human nature. How many of these have you done? Uh, there should be mistletoe all over the place. Sometimes even. On Valentine's Day, Wait a not second. just yeah, kissing mistletoe. under plants, more yeah. like mistlehoe. <laughs> I did it. I'm done <laughs> doing comedy for the rest of my life. Folks, take a break. Elves, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, how about Oops. decorate her cubicle with Christmas lights? <laughs> Folks, ladies, take a break. Ladies, take Gnomes a break. Gnomes know what I'm talking about. <laughs> ladies, take a break. Men, take a break. Trolls, take a break. <laughs> Elves, elves, you know what I'm talking up. about. <laughs> Perk up those sharp ears. Sharp Troll, ears. Trolls, take a break. Trolls, take a break. Uh, you decorate get, get ready for your socks and uh, triangular hat to be blown off, elves, because you'll know what I'm talking about. We're talking to you. Uh, you can rock out with your cock out on a one two point seven. The elf. <laughs> All Christmas music. All year, except for Christmas Day. <laughs> On Christmas Day, when we're closed for business, we play specifically <laughs> dreidel dreidel. On one hundred elf point elf, the gnome. Metallica <laughs> on Christmas. The rest of the year, Christmas music on one or two point seven. The elf decorate our cubicle with uh, with Christmas lights. You're listening to you Bing it? Bing and the Crosby. <laughs> On one hundred elf point Christmas, the elf town. <laughs> So, rotating restaurant. What's the other one? Mackey Sasser Radio, one hundred three point nine. I don't know the if you could tell, but we're having quite a bit of fun on this okay, episode. Okay, decorate her cubicle with Christmas lights. Have you done that? Her cubicle? Yeah, her cubicle. Kate does not have a cubicle, okay. but if she did, here's what I would do. Maybe yours. I would leave her. It's like how men love a handwritten note in their lunch. Yep. That's I would that comes I, later. Yeah, I would leave a I would leave a card or I'd send flowers to every Friday. I mean, imagine the envy that the women in the office would feel if every Friday your special one received a bouquet of flowers and a note that says one oh flower point two the blowjob, <laughs> the blue honky. The blow- uh, what? Let me just ask you this: Do you think Honking writing a talking. note on your wife in uh, Sharpie? 
like on her stomach while she's sleeping? Is that romantic? No. Or no? If yeah, it's I very think that's loving, creepy. Yeah, I don't know. It's creepy. Drawing I on mean, her. Now drawing you, on her. Now that making her body a work of art. Now that you're bringing a canvas it up. for your love. What she, if you write that? You are a canvas <laughs> for my love, and you draw a picture on her now belly that button. Now you mentioned it, two things. I'm gonna try it. And second, <laughs> I remember that one of Kate's greatest memories from college was I did. I took body paint, and I painted her body. And she loved that. I don't know. Okay. I do that again. While she was sleeping? Uh, no. See, that's the... You think that's the surprise? Well, do you ever see the movie While She Was Sleeping? No. With Sandra Bullock? No. It's a non-stop Bullock rock. It's a Bullock rocker with your cock out. Rock a, out with your cock it's out. It's a Sandra Bullock block here on uh, 106.I Feel Pretty, The Pretty Diddy. Well, you were sleeping. We had to wake you up. No, it's while you and while you were sleeping too. She got drawn on. You should check it out while you were sleeping too. It's it's not a movie. I made it up. Okay, here's one. Uh, have you ever done this? Pretend to love her family. Yes, that's important, right? I've really gone above and beyond. I don't in think the mother-in-law I, department. I don't think I went as far as I should have with pretending to love her family. I love my my wife's mom. She's awesome. Um, but I don't think I've tried hard enough with my wife's family. Well, I should I, probably try harder. I love them I'm both. I'm very self-absorbed. I, have you noticed? <laughs> Let's talk about me for a second. I'm very <laughs> self-absorbed. Well, I think 106 point absorbed the self. Uh, no, I think that, uh, you know, I really, I really, really 93. like 93.7, the maxi pad. And I really like with my all the absorption. <laughs> Absorbing nonstop on the rock clock block. <laughs> no, I mean, I... Um, I really, I really, really like my mother-in-law and my father-in-law. She's great. And I've gone above and beyond to sort of be tolerant. You are really good with your <coughs> mother-in-law. I've but seen I you. Do, uh, and your father. You take him out to dinner. But you've I, basically taken care of your father-in-law. You've done a good job with that. But I, I really... Um, well, I, he can take care of himself. But I have gone above and beyond. But I... Uh, there is... It's occasionally... I do kind of flat out say to my mother-in-law, like, stop talking, be quiet, <laughs> and give me the money you owe me, you know, type of thing. Um, but I don't have to do that that often. Uh, and I think sometimes that's good for anybody to hear someone be like, look, you need to cut your bullshit. Right, right. Okay, so here's one you may have done. Change six her- point thistle. The Berry Bush. <laughs> uh, uh, all thistle rock all the time. Yeah. Uh, we got we got plenty of thistle whistle, for your gristle. Whistle your thistle stick. <laughs> it's time to blow. Your thistle stick. That's one okay. way. That's one way to refer to it. Uh, here's one I feel like you might have done. Pickle point zero. The cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> here's what I think you've done before. Uh, change her cat's litter box. Have yeah, you done that? I'll do that when she's out of town. Okay. I do that. And See, I, that's a I good a boyfriend. Well, I have a big thing, and I don't know why necessarily, but I have a big thing where, um, you know, I, I don't feel it's fair. I feel that uh, pets are friend slaves. Right. Um, and so... That was a funny... I think you went further with that last night on stage. You were... With your friend slave bit, yeah, very well, funny. Just, just about cats, but I yeah, think, that was funny. You know, I don't feel great. Thank you. I, I don't feel great about having these. We're going these by two smokestacks so, that are just. Sometimes. If anyone lives near them, they will. They're like two of the largest cigarettes blowing right in someone's face, someone's house. Probably, you would die if you were anywhere near those two smokestacks. Welcome to outside Toledo. I mean, it's really industrial out here. <laughs> really. It really is. No, That's really like is. someone like, you don't want to be anywhere near that smokestack. Well, you have a special aversion. That is lethal. Lethal. Yeah, I spoke out at a desalination meeting. It wasn't a meeting. It was a vote about desalination. My kids and I, we went out and we picketed. Beautiful smokestacks. We picketed. And... Uh, 47 people spoke before they did the vote. There were about 300 people there. Really? And uh, I was nervous. I, I wrote out a set list. And uh, 
I wanted to get some laughs. The thing is, I wasn't wasn't, you wasn't the sweet spot going close, up after forty seven people. Did you people. close with the I Yoda orgasm? I <laughs> Desalination plant you tried to buy tried to build. Hmm? No. Destroy the universe you do. Hmm? I've uh, <laughs> Since we've told that out of the towel, towel I must have. Cigarette I desire. <laughs> Cigarette I desire is pretty great. Oh um, no, I, I spoke and I, I tried to get some laughs. I was like, I mean, I think we all know that the ER report was a joke. Are we all in agreement about that? The ER, it was like this environmental report. I'm like, you know, one thing they say in the environmental report, they're sort of like, hey, um, there's already a factory there, a, a power plant. No one's going to mind if we put a desalination plant. I said, that's like that's pretty faulty logic. That's like, I mean, he's already got a broken leg. Why don't we just crush his pelvis? He's not going to know the difference. How'd that hey, do? He's it got a little titter, and then this got a bigger laugh. I'm like, I mean, he's already, we're doing cocaine already. Might as well shoot some heroin. <laughs> and they'd like, and the, the crowd behind me that was in support of me uh, was... You know, laughing, yeah. but then the people in front of me, who I'm trying to convince to vote no they on this issue, they it, weren't yeah. into it. And I go, look, if you, you think this is funny, um, what's not funny is that everybody here is against this happening. And if you vote for this, um, you're selling out. Like your job is oh, to yeah, you your job is to represent uh, the people, not to represent. And basically, the only people in favor of this desalination plan are people that stand to make money off it. And I think yeah, it's shameful. What was, what was and the I said, upside I think, that it, it it was going to make money? Um, well, the upside is going to make money, and you know, I think that it sounds on paper like desalination seems like a good idea. But the bottom line is, if you look worldwide and you read enough articles about it, and this is what I said to them, I go, it's been an environmentally and energy sucking disaster around the world. So this might sound good to you, but really this is a way to jack up prices on people that can't afford it. Uh, I started my set by going, hey, I, I'm sorry, excuse my attire. I, I, um, I'm wearing, I was wearing swim shorts and a tank top. I go, excuse my attire. I didn't know I would be speaking today, but I did want to take one last swim in the ocean uh, while it's still there <laughs> I go before you guys suck the water of it and, and spew chemicals back into it it was my only uh, environmental justice moment in my life and uh, and afterwards uh, people on on my side of things really were happy with it they were like thanks for doing that man that was a lot of stuff we would have liked to have said but yeah. um, we didn't want to ruffle any feathers so yeah. I didn't mind ruffling feathers anyway uh, we're gonna move on here to more things with your girlfriend that you can do um, do something handy uh, around her house after you meet her fix Repl her pipes replace a light bulb replace a light bulb <coughs> fix her pipes do something handy clean your pipes clean out your pipes <laughs> Remember when that was an expression um, 92.3, the pipe blower. The pipe cleaner. Oh, my God. That's an even bigger set of smokestacks smoke over there. Yeah, this is kind of where we are. We're also headed into Michigan if we're not yeah. already there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think doing something handy is great. And if you really want to double down, uh, I would say that you sort of want to make the decision. Oh, we are in. We're in Michigan. We're just outside double of Detroit. Double donkey. You want to double donkey down on Jeff. <laughs> uh, double donkey and the Jeff. Double donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> the radio station actually hired a second donkey and cut <laughs> Jeff's pay. <laughs> Jeff Donkey's is. got a friend. Jeff. Time now for don <laughs> double donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> That sounds strangely like the Yoda. That's a donkey. <laughs> that works. <laughs> well, I will say two donkeys. You are. I will say mm -hmm. Jeff is incensed that his pay was cut by half. There's now two donkeys, and they're getting a lot of Double calls. Donkey and the Jeff. <laughs> they're getting a lot of calls to say, can we have Jeff talk a little less? Because I'm really into both donkeys. I'm loving the double donkeys, and. Uh, you know, Donkey's friend, Donkey, they're both named Donkey, because yeah. they're double Donkeys. Donkey's friend, Donkey, actually uh, is an old college uh, roommate. They were both mascots at Ohio State. And uh, old college roommate. 
And not only is he making uh, half of what Jeff was making from talking to Jeff, he got Jeff's parking spot. So <laughs> Jeff is now walking from uh, <clears throat> two, he's walking two miles. And uh, they thought it would be a fun prank on the uh, show to make a, 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 a sort of a mound that is uphill both ways and covered in <laughs> snow. So Jeff is now walking two miles uphill both ways in the snow. To get to the new show, Double Donkey and the Jeff. Double Donkey and the Jeff. Jeff with half the airtime and twice the walking. <laughs> twice the walking, half the airtime, half the pay, and doubling down on the donkey. Not ideal because he has emphysema. Because <laughs> he lives near the smokestack. <laughs> <laughs> and he also got because we all know Donkey smokes Lucky Strikes. <laughs> donkey smokes in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff can't Just complain listen. because Donkey's ratings are off the chart. <laughs> He's number one in 50 surrounding markets. Jeff, keeping his mouth shut since 1973. <laughs> Jeff, very unhappy, bringing that attitude home to the wife and kids. Riding the gravy train. Jeff, if we have to hear one more time about Donkey getting more airtime than you, we're just going to. You're driving me up the wall, Jeff. Jeff's always like, I know, but don't you think, I mean, double donkey? I mean, insult to injury. Jeff is considering trying to get an intern job at Rick Stevens in the Gap. And Rick Stevens isn't doing much better because they're considering doing a double pussy block with Rick Stevens in the Gap. Where, where it's two pussies for the price of one. Rick Stevens' salary almost not existent, and Cat's got another cat out of the bag. <laughs> Nonstop. Next up, silence from the cat. Rick Stevens, do not talk, or you will be suspended by the FCC. <laughs> Jeff's coming out with a movie too. It's called Silence of the Jeff. Yeah. Moon Wizard 8, Silence of the Jeff. <laughs> Yentl 19, with no Jeff. Sans the Jeff. Sans Jeff. <laughs> Yentl 12, Rick Stevens, not in it. <laughs> I mean, you imagine Rick Stevens and Jeff passing by each other. And just having that moment of like, why am I playing second fiddle to two donkeys? <laughs> Rick, Steve, Rick Stevens is like, well, I mean, you try being in the studio with a cat for four hours a day. <laughs> Rick Stevens and the cat, now in the morning and in the afternoon drive home. Zero talk for Rick Stevens in the afternoon. Do you know that I wear the Donkey the Jeff t-shirt to school all the time and when I pick up the kids? And April, the other day, was like... Do you have to wear that every day? And I go, I kind of do. I think it's that funny. And she's like, think people are going to think you're crazy at this school. And I'm like, Don't well. <laughs> it's also so good in the, the Jeff. It's the because funniest thing. That's what radio stations are like. It's like Gonzo and the Ding Dong. But Donkey and Folks, the Jeff. Folks, you know your closet is too big. If you can fit a double donkey inside your closet. If you're doing double donkeys in the closet, your closet's too big. Uh, I think the other thing is You know you have a bad lawyer when he rides a double donkey. (laughs) He rides a double donkey to work uphill both ways. Um, I I like that they built something to make Jeff's life more difficult. Who are these people? And it was a prank. Who are these people? It's a prank that they said. And they pelt batteries at him (laughs) from like different... Different perches on the way. They're like, we used to pelt Jeff with batteries on the way to work. And then Jeff is like, who who gave this idea? And the producer's like, well, it was Donkey's idea. And then Jeff's like, Donkey can't talk. How could you possibly know? They're pelting Jeff with batteries on the way to the the station. Sometimes it's Rick Stevens who does that. And I think every time Rick Stevens sees the Jeff in the break room and he's like, how you doing, the Jeff? Uh, The Jeff is like, it's Jeff, Rick. It's just Jeff, okay? Yeah. I'm the Jeff. And Rick Stevens is like, the Jeff, I was doing a radio show before you were even in diapers. (laughs) Without me, you wouldn't even have the double donkey. (laughs) 
<laughs> they definitely, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they definitely have an awkward sort of interaction. Awkward relationship, work, but, don't uh, they? I will say, Double Donkey, <laughs> Double Donkey, and the two pussies. Uh, they're going to the uh, Cleveland versus the Dingoes game <laughs> this year. Okay, here's something else you have to oh, do so if you want girls to like you. If you want to get a rela- in a relationship, I learned all that I know about how to treat women from the the uh, I was going to say the Discovery Channel from the uh, from the Discovering Women Channel Next from the Hallmark up on Channel. The Discovery Channel, the origin of the double donkeys. Um, you have to go to a homeless shelter and, and feed the you know go to work at a soup kitchen with her, right? Got to do that with her. I think that's good. Kate and I did um, right. Yeah, we did a, a medical mission in Peru, and she was actually at a job. Kate used to work as a a headhunter for design firms, yeah. and uh, <laughs> it's really it's really ridiculous. Jeff is climbing a mountain to get to work every day. And then he arrives and both donkeys are smoking lucky strikes. <laughs> and he has emphysema. It's just the best. <laughs> I really have half of me wants to try and save enough money for us to to reserve blocks on iHeartRadio where we actually have two donkeys. And the Jeff in there it's too good. It's a whole world. Okay, and so we thank you, the twelve and a half for sort of delving into that world. Saying? Well, no, we went to Peru and did a medical mission, so I translated because I speak Spanish fluently, Catalano, um, and I translated for surgeons. And then Kate was a, a runner, so she went to get gauze, and these are all a lot of them are sort of very intensive surgeries. What year was this? And <clears throat> it was while we were in college. So you've done this. So you actually before. this is pre Hallmark Channel. Yeah, and you, so Kate, you're probably what they're basing some of these storylines on. I did. You've done it. the cat litter. You're nice to her parents and you've gone to a soup kitchen with her. And I bought her a cubicle just so I could put Christmas that's lights great. all yeah, over well, it. Yeah, that's even going one step further. No, she used to Kate was a headhunter in New York for designers, for interior designers and designers. And she sort of um, look at that heap of trash. What cars. is that? That's just all just these, all trash cars. Yeah, just cars that have. Been those are actually going to be <laughs> dropped down into those uh, factory. Those. Uh, that's that's what the Jeff has to walk through <laughs> on the way to work every day. Um, no, I you know she she was doing that and she was making really good money, but she wasn't very happy there. And then we went and did this medical mission, which means that it's not a religious mission. It's a, just a, it's about medicine and doctors giving their time to help. It was in Ayacucho, which is the, the poorest area in Peru. We went down there for I thought that was two a, weeks, a fish, a fish-based dish. Ayacucho, yeah. Uh, the uh, Ayacucho, hold the corn. I'll have the Ayacucho extra gravy, please. Have a side order of Ayacucho. And uh, so anyway, so they and some of these people had walked for hours because they don't have cars. They'd walk for hours to try and get there. And we were fixing a lot of cleft pallets because the kids weren't getting clean water. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did. I mean, I could we could do a whole podcast about this because the experiences were so raw. Um, one girl had, had had boiling water thrown on her face and she wanted to get cosmetic surgery, and I really worked to get her in to be able to do that. And the surgeon, while he was operating on her, was was like, why are we doing this? This is cosmetic surgery. There are other people that, you know, there's a kid who, his colostomy bag is a, you know, a Sprite bottle and a, a rubber tube. From, you know, he's like, what are we doing here? Why, why did you do this? And I, I felt really bad, but I really wanted this girl to feel better about herself. She was a really sweet, sort of beautiful girl who, you know, some guy threw boiling water in her face. And she um, she got out of the surgery and we sort of unwrapped the bandages almost in a Hollywood way and gave her a mirror and it just <clears throat> didn't change her. I think she thought these magical doctors from America were going to come and completely return her to what she looked like before the incident 
and <clears throat> it didn't. I mean, it was, it's impossible to do that, even if you had plastic surgery multiple times. And so, one of the worst moments in my life was when she looked in the mirror and kind of sort of realized that this was never going to get better. You oh, know? Man, that's and then terrible. the kid with the Sprite bottle, we didn't have a urologist that year. So they had come from very far away and we didn't have anybody, you know, we didn't have a penis doctor to be able to help fix the situation. And the mother kind of was like, because the kid had been hit by a car really early in his life. And the mother sort of said, well, what, it, what am I supposed to do here? And I'm translating all this. So well, what am I supposed to do? And the, all the doctor could say was, I mean, try and keep the Sprite bottle as clean as possible. And that's sort of, so we just, that was what we were seeing day to day. I mean, I, I also remember Kate one night, um, we got back and we would, of course, drink a lot at the end of the night. Everybody would, all the doctors, everybody, because it's just really hard to, you know, you're going to Traumatic. war. You're, you're going yeah. to war where there's no enemy. Right. Where the enemy is just sort of the frailty of the human body. And I just remember Kate came back one night after a couple nights and just started sobbing. I mean, she just could not stop crying. And I was trying to console her and she kind of said, why are you not... I think I cried a little bit with her, but she was like, how can you do this? Because I had done it the previous year. I had done it the year before. And my mother started the first sort of uh, psychology program. So people that were depressed and couldn't afford medication, they would come in and, and actually get to talk to a professional therapist for the first time in their life. <clears throat> Maybe the last time. And, um, you know... One guy had killed somebody, and he said he just couldn't stop feeling remorse about that. Because this is a place where you can kill somebody, and they don't you don't get arrested. It's just that is how third what world country this is. In Peru. In Peru, that's what I thought, yeah. And, you know, my mother sort of helped, tried to help him to say, you can't go back and change this, and you've got to really focus on forgiving yourself because it seems to be eroding your marriage and your family ties and so it was just a really raw situation and Kate was saying well I don't understand how you're not crying as much as I am and and I said look this is just you know and I mean maybe it's being a man or something like that but I just said you know this is just you don't have that option we, we can't come home every night and just cry ourselves to sleep we have to go home you know, drink some. Uh, uh, Plus, pizza. those doctors are good, and they removed my tear ducts. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And I no longer am able to cry. Um, and I had a few other alterations done. I had my penis down below. Into a Sprite bottle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, um, you know, all you can do is sort of go back to the hotel, have some pisco, go to sleep, wake up, and go at it again. And you only have two weeks, so you've got to operate at maximum, uh, at your maximum, with maximum effort, as Deadpool would say, or something. But it's just, you got to be operating right. at your highest function. Right. And doing this, and I mean, it was so dangerous down there once they locked down the hotel because there were riots in the streets. And, you know, again, that's a lot... Um, Long story longer, um, Kate, um, you know, got back to New York after that and sort of said, what am I doing? Why am I at a job that I don't like? Why am I valuing money over my own happiness? I need to do something else. So she quit the job. She quit the job. Did she take the, she quit uh, the job right holiday the lights from the cubicle before she quit? Or she no, she up left for the, the next lights, person. left the lights, brought the cubicle. She brought the cubicle home. She took the cubicle with her. A lot of people steal staplers and things like that. She brought the cubicle home. Not, um, not enough people steal cubicles. But she said it was the best, first of all, the best experience Wake of her life. Wake up call in it terms was, of... But yeah. it, was the, it was one of the best things that could have ever happened to her, she said, because you know now obviously she's an artist, but it, she kind of moved on from that and said, well, what do I really want to do? And I think the best, first of all, you can get all of this from going to a soup kitchen, for sure, because all of it puts things in perspective. But more than that, if you do it with somebody that you're interested in, uh, it's going to bring you closer together. It's going to make you appreciate each other more. 
and you're really going to see the character of the person that you're with. Mm. If you're sort of with a girl and she's going, geez, how long are we going to stay here? Like, all these people smell so bad. You're like, I got to get out of this relationship. If if that your shift's over and she's saying, you know, we should stay longer yeah. and uh, you can see what she's, a little yeah. bit more, then you really get to see the character of the person that you're with. But that was really a game changer, I think, for Kate. And, and for me, it... I don't know. Maybe it was because I had done it the year before, but <clears throat> for me, it was much more of a. I guess it was just more, much more of a, just kind of a reminder that the best thing you can do is try and make people laugh and be a little bit happy. I mean, this whole thing is such a tragedy that you got to make it tragicomic otherwise. So I just, you know, I went back and probably doubled down on work, and that might be why I overwork myself so much and have to try and you know medicate it because it's just I sometimes I just flash back to that time and I'm thinking you know I mean those people don't even going to a comedy show is it's not even ever going to be a part of their existence yeah um, and everything that we could do for them was just what we could do and the anesthesiologist you know it was half American doctors who came in and then half Peruvian doctors and the Peruvian doctors were kind of resentful of the American doctors because you know they just come they just drop in for two weeks the hospital's busier than it's ever been and then they leave and they're doing the work for free obviously but the Peruvian doctors kind of were like you know we get that you're doing this to be charitable but this is our life Mm -hmm. you know this is year round and the anesthesiologist, while we were operating on this kid, uh, the kid woke up in the middle of the operation and started crying. And, you know, it's oh, really geez. scary. Yeah. And the doctor was yelling at the anesthesiologist, he said, give him more anesthesia. And this anesthesiologist said, "He's he has enough. We only have a limited amount of this. So if he has to be awake for the end of the surgery, then he has to be awake. And I'm in the middle of this trying to translate and this doctor is just <clears throat> screaming at me saying, tell him to give this kid more medication. He's woken up in the middle of the surgery. This is traumatic to a point where he's never, and I'm kind of struggling because I don't know how to say traumatic. I don't know how to say, you know, I had to look up anesthesia in the, you know, the dictionary that I have. I'm just, I'm scrambling as a early 20 something kid trying to figure out how to tell the doctor look I'm trying to communicate this and and to the anesthesiologist say look we need this kid to go under again and then the anesthesiologist is sort of mad at me and saying like you don't get it we only have a certain amount of anesthesia so somebody else isn't going to get anesthesia if I give this kid anymore and that was just I mean I just didn't know what the fuck to do I mean you're at an age where you just have no and 12 more smokestacks. You're just... Man, look at that big mound of of white powder over you're there. You're just at an age... I know. It's, it's truly industrial. I mean, it's, it's Michigan. But you're just at an age where you kind of... All you can do is your best, but it was just so exhausting. I, I That was also a moment when my mother was friends with an ER doctor, and she had said if I wanted to, I could shadow him. And I think after that second time in Peru, I just was like, I can't, I just can't imagine working in an emergency room. I can't, I just can't do this every day. You know, it just was too hard. And it was different because I was translating, but it was just too hard to imagine waking up day after day, all year, every year, trying to help these people and often not being able to. But it was, we did a lot of good and a lot of good came of it for Kate, but I would encourage everybody to do exactly what you're saying with or without somebody. And also I don't have ever do a medical mission. I don't have a story as unselfish as, as what you're describing. That's well, you're a, a, you're a bad person. I am. That's exactly. I mean, if we talked about how selfish I am, 
Uh, no, I think. Listen, another part. I mean, of the, another part of that is why that I know I'm, that all these different keys to finding a girl and making her like you. It's that I watch a lot of Hallmark channels. <laughs> that's mostly what that's you've been mainly doing. Mainly what I've well, been you doing. Did a, well, you've been you did a Hallmark me. mission where you went for two weeks and you watched the Hallmark <laughs> Channel overseas. Well, I try to spread the Hallmark gospel where I'll go to different. Countries but I, I was, I was teach people about what we learned from the Hallmark Channel. I was really lucky. You know, that my mother wanted to do that and knew how to do it. And so <clears throat> there's a component of it where I just, I got really lucky in being able to do that. And then I can't tell you the number of times I've thought how lucky I am that Kate and I knew each other then and uh, that she was able to come and do that with, uh, with me. So it was really, that was a pretty spectacular thing. But it's just... That's you heart-wrenching. Know, you do, well, you do something like that, and then you come back to the United States, and you hear somebody say, oh, geez, you know, I just can't, you know, I can't believe how much more traffic there is in Denver. Right. We're, we're now in traffic. That's well, making me we think spend a lot of time complaining about our lives, and, and you, you need to... It's weird. The problem is you almost have to do something like what you're describing or see something like what you're describing or hear about something like what you're describing every day to keep your life in perspective. There's a lot of different bad situations going on in the world. And, uh, we're, you know, I'm complaining about how my back hurts riding the airplane so much. The problem is you, you need to constantly remind yourself of having perspective and that's you got to take a heaping helping of brutal juice a lot of brutal juice Every a, so often. a good leader of I'll have a, a liter of brutal juice <laughs> and a side order of gravy fries gravy fries okay here's another thing you can do uh in terms of uh making someone love you probably uh, not to bring it down to yeah, the lowest no, point no 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 after. i like i like the honesty of i i, I like it's 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 a way for Myself yeah, and everyone to get to know if, you better. Even if you know that's, a couple at twelve and a half end up doing something like that, no, that's great. It's it's um, uh, you take her to an orchard hmm? for picking apples. Yeah, well, yeah. I've or never berries. done that with a girl. Have you? Kate they do it I on have, the they do it on the Hallmark Channel a lot. Kate, Kate and I have gone <laughs> somewhere. I feel like we've been to a pumpkin patch or <clears throat> to pick berries, or strawberries, or something, but never done the apple picking thing and i'm not sure i agree with that but i've never done it so well, they do it on the hallmark okay here's another one take her on a hot air balloon ride um <laughs> yes that's a yes that is never gonna be yeah and i'll, I'll uh and you can propose a, on the balloon too do an addendum to that which is zip line hmm. a girl's always gonna be thrilled by a zip line be afraid to do it so you're able to say don't be afraid. You're going to love it once you do it. And then when they do it, they love it. I took my mother-in-law to But let me just say that I think there's something a little almost demeaning towards women about the Hallmark Channel. Because this list... Just a little bit? It, well, this list is sort of... It's almost like these are things kids would like. They'd like to go on a Halloween... They'd like to... I have written down dress up in a Halloween costume. You always have to but go it, out with her in a Halloween but, costume. But is, is you not, have to walk her dog. You got to feed the home. You got to take her to an orchard. You got a hot air balloon. Stuff, yeah. But isn't the main thing that a, a woman wants is for you to make her feel like a kid again? To sort of mm. have that wonderment and imagination. You know what? Maybe everyone the likes fun that. Times. Yeah, yeah I that's think, a good I think, counterpoint. I think, I think that's a good counterpoint. Like, you know, that's true. I don't know if apple picking is the most masculine thing, but I do think I wouldn't guys, be against someone taking me on a hot air balloon ride. I mean, I'm trying to look I at this list. A lot of these would make me happy. I'll be honest with but you. But Halloween costumes I would like really it if important. someone pretends to love my family. Uh, I'd like it if someone uh, fixes anything in my house. I'd like it if someone uh, dresses up at Halloween and hangs out with me. I'd like it if someone yeah, what were the feeds the homeless on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'd like uh, if someone took me to a hot air balloon. I wouldn't be as much into the orchard. The next one is have a picnic lunch. I don't like picnics. I think they're ridiculous. No, I. Th I why are we take? I don't love picnics. Is always gonna sunset picnic is always. I don't know why I have to add food and to you nature. Buy, you buy a bottle of wine. Why do I gotta add new food to nature? And you open it up and you have well, the, you know that those used to be synonymous. There's, but I don't. I just. I think it's a burden to have a basket and lay out a blanket. I'd rather be walking around or climbing a tree or doing something in nature. I think it's boring. 
picnics. No, I think I think you're being able to kick back. It's relaxing, and you know the level to which you prepared the picnic really can make her feel special. Because if you got a nice bottle of wine, you figured out a cheese plate or something like that. Um, you know, even you make the sandwiches, or you involve her and say, "Hey, do you want? You know, what do you want to make for the?" But it doesn't have to be too complicated. You don't even need a blanket. You can just make a couple of <clears throat> peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and get a bottle of red wine and some cheese, and then you call it a day. Okay, here's one uh, to make a woman love you. Visit any museum except for a wax museum. That one's the exception. I think that's right. Any I will type of museum. Here's the problem with the wax I don't know that about a it's, train it's museum. It's a lot of... It's a lot of... Car uh, museum. I think there's museums. It's a lot that... of attractive people. So you've got at a wax museum, it's a lot of <laughs> lifelike renditions of people that are more attractive than you. That's never going to be a winner. Yeah. Um, but a tr even a train museum, that could be romantic. You know, I think you... Yeah, going to a museum is great, but art museum is always... I think you have to... Tip top of that because... Then you, you have a lot to talk about. It's like going to a movie. Afterwards, there's built-in conversation. I think one of the bummers about being married... Now, tell me, I don't know, maybe this has changed. Can I, can I yeah. This, right? uh, yeah. Yeah. Our, what's happening? What's that? What? Okay, our drivers. Just be a nice guy once in a while. Oh, be a jackass most of the time and be a nice guy once in a while. That's what he's saying. They see you boring and predictable. Right. We have a cameo here for the first time. So you got you to kind of be a dick. In 10 years. I wouldn't say be a dick, but be, have a mystery around you all the time. Have a mystery around you all the time. I think there's a... Well, my, my mystery okay. is that I... Uh, <laughs> Get drunk and I didn't know he was listening. I didn't know he was listening no, to no. us. But I, I think you know you're you're absolutely <laughs> I didn't even right know he was listening. That's then, awesome. <clears throat> there's the I'll tell you, I think we already talked about this, but a lot can be done with flowers. Even more can be done with a gift that she's wanted and is maybe a little more expensive than you can afford. Okay. And I don't mean a lot. You don't want to put yourself in a hole. But I really do believe that you sort of if you bring her a gift and she's going, this is outrageous, you can get a pretty clean slate. I like, I like that. Slate. Okay, now let me, you're, you're talking about getting out of a jam, like if she's mad at you, yes. right? Yeah, okay. Well, let me ask you this. No, but he said act yeah. like a jackass yeah. most of the time. And then, yeah. And then be a great And guy. you're talking about a great gesture to get out of a, yeah. Yeah. So let me. My last one. The things that men think are, most not important to them is what you should pay attention to. Say the woman will say flowers, you're thinking of the rent. But in order for you, the man should be thinking of the flowers. As you just said, though the rent is big, the kid going to school is big, women don't think like that. The rent? The rent is huge. Okay, you're talking about a more practical, yeah. Well, Handle your business. That, no, 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 but that's okay. not yeah. necessarily as effective. So yeah. paying the rent doesn't really feel to a woman like a, a grand gesture oh right 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 but you know you get them that scar for those earrings that they really wanted and then suddenly they're going holy smokes and a, a big part of that is and we may have also talked about this but the history of diamond rings was that diamonds have no worth outside of making the woman happy it's it's just it's a pretty thing the more the bigger the diamond the more money that the person spent and it just doesn't really have any intrinsic value. And <clears throat> so that's that's what they're sort of looking for is, is the gesture completely unselfish? Okay. Selfless. Here's one. Here's one. So. How about write her a love note in calligraphy with a quill? Because <laughs> that, that happens a lot requires, on the Hallmark Channel. Requires a year and a half a study quill. of You have calligraphy. to really learn how to do that. Let me ask you this about being married. Maybe that's more of a jackass move. Okay. Okay. Well, here's here's my question. Do do you feel like I feel like when you've been married for a long time, you don't like fool around in strange places as much, and that bumps me out. Is that? Have you had that experience? Do you feel like it's it's like when I think of a museum, I think of maybe 
finding a place inside a, a train nook, to a nook, a nook or cranny a to cranny. find to uh, to kind of express yourself. A you? nook and cranny for your grandpappy and Grammy, <laughs> cranny. Uh, I think that uh, rocking out with your cock out on train 67 <laughs> on 102.7 the locomotive the nook, the nook. <laughs> um, I think that uh, yeah it gets to be less of that I, I've had a couple of I don't know it gets to pretty, be less I've had a, I've had a couple of really Bumps depressing moments where where Kate has said you know don't you want to go to the bed instead of wherever we are and that that is a bit of a bummer. And then once recently she said, hey, listen, you know, I'd love to get it going, but my back really hurts. And that's just a reminder of like... Where things are going. older, yeah, yeah. you're kind of yeah. headed to the... But I actually think um, one thing that we do do, do do, uh, which more people should do, is just that PDA. Just, you know, mm-hmm. not just when you're leaving for the airport, but just... Grab her, spin her around, and give her a nice long French kiss in the middle of a park or at an intersection or underneath an 18-wheeler at a pilot gas station. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, just really kind of go above and beyond. If she feels uncomfortable with it, don't do that. But go above and beyond to... um, well, it's a kiss of death when you meet some a kiss of death when you meet someone and they introduce their girlfriend or wife and they say something like... uh, and this is uh, Jenny, and it's you the, know, and they don't describe, they don't say it's my girlfriend, they don't say it's their wife. It's the kiss of like, it's the kiss of death when deaf. they can't hear you. Yeah, when they can't even hear what you're saying. Okay, They're here's the last one. Softly. Here's the last one. This is the most important key, guys. The most important key uh, to making someone love you: ignore her at first, and then act like you have a dead wife you can't quite get over. What? Yeah, that's the start of all those movies on the on the uh, the Discovery Hallmark Channel. Really? Yeah, that you act like you have. Now, you're, usually it's true in those movies. That's the sad thing. But you have to ignore well, her at first. Movies you are have true to ignore her at first. Movies. Yeah, I know. You have to ignore her at first, and then do all these nice things later. That's what I think our driver is saying. He's saying be mysterious, be a little standoffish. Yeah, be a Alex jerk most right of the time, that, and think. then do all these things when you need to. Well, I'll add one, I'll add one more to the list, which is... Don't be bump, a jerk most of the time. Each be, but be, bump, be standoffish. Bump, bump into each other in the middle of the hallway. Yeah. Drop all of your papers and files all over the ground. <laughs> and then when you lean down to pick them up, give her cunnilingus. That's... <laughs> To me, that's 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 uh, really the key to a successful. That's that's what I like to call Yahtzee. <laughs> <laughs> Checkmate. <laughs> that's what I like to call it. Um, well, we gotta we gotta get out of here. We're about here. We're about at the. We're about uh, to the Comedy Castle. We're about at the Comedy Castle. We've done In our ride. Royal Oak, Michigan. And uh, this is. Uh, this has been fun hanging out with you. This has been a fun one. I like that we were crying, laughing at one point, and then at another point talking about a child waking up crying for surgery. Real. Yeah, we, we run the gambit on the show. We run really the went gambit. For it. Um, this is a full. Well, this is episode. a double episode. This is a double header. This is a double up. So we appreciate. you I just decided to just uh, have us just talk like we normally do, and they could listen in. They are twelve and a half. But we'll get back and, to uh, we'll get back to the format on the next one. Uh, which we might be a little able departure for the last uh, few episodes. Yeah. We'll be back to the uh, tight 47 minutes. Hot, buttery tasty, pods. Buttery, tasty pods on 102.7, the double donkey <laughs> and the Jeff. Double donkey and the Jeff. Boop, 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 boop,